the Self-Care Take Care podcast series. I'm your host, John DeRosier. In this three-part series, we'll be taking a deep dive into the practice of self-care, including its effects on our mental and physical health, our relationships we have, and implementing it in use for our entire lives. I want to start off by making it very clear that I am not a mental health expert, counselor, or doctor. I'll be drawing upon my own personal experiences and lessons learned in this podcast and will not necessarily be best practice or scholarly approved methods. What is discussed or brought up in the podcast will not work for everyone, but I hope that it can help in any way it can. Now, as you'll notice throughout these three podcast episodes in our three-part series, you'll notice me talking a lot about the mental health aspects of self-care. That is due to the fact that I personally have a mental illness. Uh, I'm not ashamed of speaking about it. I find that speaking openly about it and being one-on-one with my listeners helps end a little bit of the stigma, and I hope that you can get a little bit more solace and comfort in knowing that it is not a shame to speak about these things, especially to a large audience, and it it can only serve to help everybody in the long run. I know that self-care isn't only about the mental health and mentality aspect of your body. However, I do find that it is a crucial starting point, as I will discuss later in this podcast. Physical well-being has a lot to do with mental well-being. You'll often hear people describe it as, oh, I see that you are looking better. Now, looking better and feeling better are two very different things. We can say we're feeling better, looking better, but unless we truly know that that is true, it is good to know and look inwards to see just how you can improve upon those things that may not seem as obvious to you. But when you make your self-care routine, it will become a little more obvious in those areas, not immediately, but over time you will start to have a more catered approach to your routine. Now again, I will be speaking more about the all-encompassing aspects of self-care, including diet, exercise, sleep, contact with loved ones, good friends. But I do find that it is a little bit more important to just briefly talk about the mental health aspects of self-care, as I find it is a lot more important to start off on an area where we seem to neglect mostly in our self-care routines. The topics I bring up are quite heavy. I don't wish to take intrusive look into other people's lives. All I am here to do is to try to explain how my personal relationships, experiences, lessons, failures can help serve you guys in your journey in self-care. Whether you choose to or not is completely up to you. That is your prerogative. I just want to help outline the benefits it can have if you're either on the fence or pondering having a self-care routine in your lives as well. For most, this is not a new concept, as much as what we're realizing it is, in fact, self-care. Brushing your teeth, bathing, blowing your nose, and shaving are all broadly practiced, uh, well-accepted aspects of self-care in our everyday lives. However, there are some very important practices and ideas that are vital to your mental health and physical well-being, including diet, managing mental stress and anxiety, and regular exercise. 
With the emergence of the new COVID and post-COVID world, it is now more important than ever to try and take care of not only your physical health, but your mental health as well. Thank you for tuning into my podcast, Self-Care Take Care, and to any listeners listening before. I just want to introduce what we'll be talking about in this first part of this three-part podcast series. I thought the best way to kick off our first three episodes in the series uh, would be to talk a little bit about a great self-care routine and what a poor self-care routine looks like and what those effects have on our mental and physical health. When we hear the term self-care, it's important to know exactly what that means. Self-care refers to the deliberate action or practices that we use to improve our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. It's difficult to create rules or to create an outline to measure our self-care success as everyone's got different needs uh, and problems that they want to address in their own lives. And again, it's not going to look uniform across the board for everybody. This is a typically overlooked aspect of self-care as we tend to look at improving the things that are more tangible, like our physical appearance. Another way to look at self-care is to know what it isn't. Self-care isn't about forcing yourself to do things that might help your well-being. It is only doing things that bring you joy as Agnes Wallman said, self-care is doing the things that refuels us rather than takes from us. You're listening to the Self-Care Take Care podcast. But let's make now take a deeper dive into our first topic. As someone themselves who struggles with depression, it can be hard to know what ultimately makes you happy. Having a good self-care routine or schedule is key to start taking care of yourself. Plain and simple. This plan and routine can be hard to manage at first or to think up of an idea as to what you need to address. Not only that, but it can be hard and bring out those feelings and those emotions could be any sort of emotion, shame, guilt, and, and to really address those. That's one of the hardest parts, in my opinion. This plan and routine doesn't need to have a good rhythm of doing things. It doesn't need to be perfect. It just needs to address the things that you feel really would make your life more of an improvement. just want to remind new listeners, or any listeners listening to before, that you're listening to the Self-Care Take Care podcast. Now let's take a deeper dive into our first topic. Getting started is the biggest factor, in my opinion, to success or failure of your self-care routine. If you feel overwhelmed or don't know where to start, it's completely normal. It can be difficult to stay on it and stay motivated. That's just a fact. I want to start off by keeping it simple. That's, I find, the best way to have a very successful self-care routine. This also makes it a little easier to get yourself in a rhythm by starting off simple. And again, this will look different for everyone. We are all different, so don't feel that one person's routine is better than yours or vice versa. These simple tasks make sure that you stick to that schedule like sleep and, more importantly, stick to the other aspects of your self-care routine that you've laid out for yourself. It can also look like setting up a simple schedule to do any number of hours of exercise, again, sleep, any part of that aspect of your self-care routine that you feel you need to stay on top of or have a little bit of a reminder. It's important to look at your routine as a whole and make sure that you always ask yourself, does this activity or thing or something positive have in my life? Can I continue to do this regularly? What benefits can this have to my overall health, mental and physical? Things like that can kind of keep things in perspective and also improve your self-care routine because the first draft, just like anything else in school, isn't usually the best. 
Another tough aspect of depression and anxiety is the inability to stay motivated or on task, just like I mentioned before, even for things that are a benefit to you. I'd highly recommend that you spend as much time interacting or just being around loved ones or friends or anyone that just wants the best for you in your life. This can serve as a reminder as well that you aren't alone in this and this fight. Mental health aspects of self-care can be more difficult to see a positive change right away. It's not a muscle you can see in the mirror. You can see it growing or getting more strong as you go on. It's kind of an invisible fight or an invisible exercise, but it does add benefit nonetheless. Keep in mind that a physical well-being also heavily depends on emotional and mental well-being as well. However, that being said, being physically and mentally healthy cannot be possible without the right fuel. Diet and exercise are very important, and often least talked about part of self-care. What you put in your body is crucial to give yourself the best chance of keeping on top of your routine. Proper portioning, plenty of water, vitamin intake, and other dietary choices can pay dividends in your overall health, mood, and energy levels. Now again, this is not to say you cannot have food or drinks that may not be the healthiest, but important to limit the things in your life that may hinder your ability to stay on top of your health routine. For example, you, know, you have a water intake level that you want to stay at per day. You have a Pepsi or some comfort food or comfort drink that brings you joy. That's not inherently bad. That's not cheating. That's just you being a normal human being. And that's not something you need to beat yourself up on, especially. Because again, we're ultimately human. Meaning that we make mistakes, we fall off our routines, and our responsibilities at time. And I want to reiterate, do not beat yourself up for making a mistake or failing to keep up with your routine. It's a normal thing for us to do, and it is not a sign of weakness. Nothing will go perfectly in your self-care journey, so it's important to keep in contact with a mental health professional or any other professional counselors to unpack those feelings and emotions that may hold you back from doing your best in whatever aspect of your life you're hoping to improve or to see a positive change. By having that peace of mind, by having somebody there to unpack those feelings or to explain certain feelings that you cannot cope with or understand with on your own. You can be able to see how far you've come, what you can achieve, and also what you can do when you start to steer off track and keep yourself going and stay on point. In the second part of this three-part podcast series, we'll be talking about how a self-care routine, good or bad, can have an effect on your personal relationships, whether that be with family, friends, or other loved ones. I hope that I can have you as a listener in the second part, as I feel it can have a more benefit and more wide-spanning approach to what people's concerns and problems are having, and maybe I can help them relieve some of that stress in their lives just by talking about very similar situations others may be having. My only hope in this entire podcast series is that I hope people can get a little bit more comfort in their everyday lives knowing that, hey, I'm not the only one. This concludes part one of my three-part series on self-care. 
I just want to thank everybody for tuning in today. You may be new to the show, may not be new to the show, but I hope you can gain some insight or any comfort in what I'm talking about. It means a lot to be able to share my own battles, experiences, and anything that every other person has faced or is facing in their lives, and we just may not know it. Just want you to know you're not alone in the fight, and it's mostly an unseen fight with yourself. Everyone has something they're going through or struggling with, so please take care of yourself, and I hope to have you as a listener on my next podcast. Thank you so, so much. Bye for now, and always take care.